Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as all the major carriers. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Carson. Get free activation with the offer code Carson. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. Patriotmobile.com slash Carson or call 972-PATRIOT. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. <laughs> it is the Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday edition of It. And we have much to get to, including some amazing testimony on Capitol Hill. The J6, they decided they'd have their big uh, surprise hearing with new evidence, uh, ultra evidence, I think is what they called it, including uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, who is uh, two years ago was a 23-year-old, presumably probably intern right out of... Uh, out of college, uh, so either she's a wunderkind or, you know, she just had an internship. But anyway, she's 25 now, and she came out yesterday and said that, uh, well, among other things, that Donald Trump threw food in the White House and attempted to grab the wheel of the beast, which is the uh, the vehicle, the you know, that's a limo that the president has. It's, you know, weighs 8 billion tons, and it has, like, missiles in it and stuff, and uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. I'm just trying to be technical here. I'm not trying to be too technical here. But anyway, uh, that's what was said yesterday. Apparently, he uh, they were driving away from the Capitol on January the 6th, and the, the plumes of smoke were uh, uh, flying high above the Capitol, and the smoldering remains of the Capitol uh, sat there as the dome quietly collapsed on itself after hundreds of Capitol Hill employees jumped to their deaths, just like on 9-11, because of all, the, all of the destruction caused by the January 6th. Uh, Trump supporters who were there to watch Donald Trump and the crowd was infiltrated and even the guy who was the uh, sergeant at arms no 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 the in charge of capital security on January the 6th who uh, died in his sleep two nights ago right before the hearing he even said that it had been infiltrated and needed to be investigated but that said this uh, this person yesterday came out of nowhere the surprise witness she's Cassidy Hutchinson they had to get a 23 year old uh, most probably either first year doing whatever or uh, or intern who somehow somehow became uh, Mark Meadows' confidant because she's that good. Uh, anyway, so uh, she uh, was, used the words of somewhat hearsay evidence, is what they're called. Hearsay. One person said something to her after saying it to that person, and then I think third person, kind of like in the first uh, the first impeachment of Donald Trump, somebody overheard a phone call uh, from somebody else. You know that kind, that kind of thing. That said, here is uh, here is this uh, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, who, by the way, learned very quickly. Must have been schooled by her parents. Uh, or, you know, maybe the parents are very good friends with S.E. Cup or uh, Michael Steele or Joe Scarborough. They said, hey, I know your kid kind of leads towards the uh, the Republican side of things, uh, you know, has an internship at the White House. But the quickest way to make a lot of money and become an MSNBC anchor is to uh, to jump right in there. And then uh, after your tenure, just find something, anything and uh, and say it during a hearing. You are on your way to MSNBC. So here's a little bit of Cassidy yesterday. He thought that they were going up to the Capitol. And when Bobby had relayed to him 
We're not. We don't have the assets to do it. It's Bobby Ingle, the lead agent for the Secret Service. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. She heard it from him, I guess. Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president. Take me up to the Capitol now. I don't know. That kind of makes me think he's cool. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Grabbed the Secret Service agent's sidearm and pointed it to his temple and said, we're going back right now. Sir, no, sir! Well, Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. There he grabbed a small uh, grenade and uh, pulled the pin and held it close to him and said, unless we go back to the Capitol, I'm letting this go. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. He wanted to go up to the hill, as we heard, uh, and he assaulted his own secret lead secret service. Say, is that Wolf Blitzer Hermes agent uh, in that vehicle uh, as part of his attempt? That's going to stick for a lot of people. You know, the president of the United States, you know, attacking a secret service agent. The president's in real trouble, not least for assaulting his Secret Service agent. Yeah, the only thing is it's a hearsay witness hearing from somebody else, and it's been completely discounted. I'm going to get into this here very shortly. The, I didn't understand what the uh, whole hearsay evidence was all about, but it's weak at best, generally goes unchallenged. Uh, generally not, uh, I guess it's not subject to cross-examination. If you're a legal expert, please... <clears throat> call me 800-922-6680 but uh honestly if this is what you got i mean if this is the piesta resistance is this the thing that started uh to uh, you know the ball rolling towards donald trump's indictment and possibly prison he may even get in, end up in a jail cell with Gislaine maxwell who knows but it's i mean clearly it's bad uh but if you if you're an expert on this i'd love to hear your your thoughts uh, as far as a big kaboom, it was a big meh. It was kind of like uh, what happened in the uh, first and second impeachments that were absolutely failures. Absolutely failures. Now, I believe she went on to say that Donald Trump was on Air Force One at one point. He was in the back of Air Force One, and he uh, apparently, out of a fit of rage, ran to the front of the uh, the plane and said, I need McDonald's right now. Land this plane. And then he said this. Get off my plane. That's what he... <laughs> Literally, he threw the pilot out of the window. Fortunately, the pilot had a uh, an emergency chute, and the, the president went ahead and uh, landed the plane just outside of Poughkeepsie so he could get uh, McDonald's. And then also, here's another rumor about why Donald Trump uh, went in the limousine and lunged at the driver of the beast and attempted to grab the wheel and then uh, was going to strangle a Secret Service agent. Sure, the President of the United States. Uh, Donald Trump is known for his violent uh, overreaction to things and, and uh, physical attacks on people. No, actually, he never has. But this song apparently came on the radio. Jesus, take the Now, Joe ba or Donald Trump has a inflated sense of self worth and almost worth and almost a, 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 a Jesus complex. He feels like he's some sort of a savior. This is what psychology experts on the Democrat Party are saying. He heard the song and uh, he thought he was actually Christ grabbing hold the wheel. There you go. So that that, that happened yesterday on uh, on Capitol Hill. 
So, uh, yeah, a, a source close to the Secret Service tells me both Bobby Ingle, the lead agent, and the presidential limousine SUV driver are uh, apparently uh, prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted by Donald Trump lunging for the steering wheel. This according to a tweet from NBC News. So they even launched onto it uh, early yesterday and realized it was a giant steaming pile of crap. Uh, also, new source close to the Secret Service tells, tells ABC News Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas to expect the Secret Service to push back against any allegation of an assault against an agent or President Trump reaching for the steering wheel. This tweeted by ABC News Executive John Santucci. Cassidy Hutchinson, former senior advisor. She moved up quickly through the ranks, 23 years old. Might have done it differently than Kamala Harris. Anyway, uh, senior advisor to uh, Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. She was there. The president gotten into the vehicle with Bobby Ingle. Uh, Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Ingle and, and, uh, and Mr. Tony Ornato. Uh, apparently a Secret Service official, not to be confused with Torney Orlando. He's still got a show in Branson. Uh, had recounted the story to and uh, motioned toward his clavicles, what she said, which means that I guess Donald Trump was going to strangle somebody. And then Donald Trump slowly took his finger and drew it across his neck like, <laughs> you're done, and just to threaten him, apparently, as well. U.S. Secret Service has been cooperating with the uh, Select Committee. By the way, this is a statement from the, uh, the uh, U.S. Secret Service. They've been cooperating with the Select Committee since its inception in the spring of 2021 and will continue to do so, including by responding on the record to the committee regarding the new allegations. So um, here's the thing. The U.S. Secret Service has been cooperating, which means that uh, I'm sure they probably already had been presented with this scenario from the uh, kangaroo court and I would assume since they are so willing to step forward the two individuals involved and say none of this happened that the January 6th select committee knew that none of this happened went ahead with her uh, testimony anyway because it's a kangaroo court and because there's only testimony for the prosecution there's no rebuttal there's no uh, counter evidence there's no defense whatsoever that's why it's such a giant frigging joke. Yeah. yeah. Here's a Cash Patel. He was a big Trump official. We've had him on the show many times. Talking about what happened on January the 6th. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, or not Joe Biden. Dear Lord in heaven, stop, stop talking about Joe Biden. <sighs> Donald Trump uh, told Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of Washington, D.C. that 25,000 troops were at their disposal to protect the Capitol days before. They said, nah, I don't think so. I was in the Oval Office with the Secretary of Defense, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and the Chief of Staff of the President of the United States, along with the 45th President. And we were working on a very sensitive operation, totally unrelated to January 6th, which is why it sticks into my mind. And the president on his own after that meeting um, about a different topic said, if you guys need up to 20,000 National Guardsmen and women across the United States for the upcoming days and um, any activity related to January 6th, you have my authorization as commander in chief to go forward. That was the authorization, as you outlined, that's, that the law requires. And yep, um, and as did anybody else that was in that room. Well, I, as did Chairman Milley, and as you and I both know, Sean, this committee would have leaked information had Chairman Milley testified under oath that contradicted anything that Chris Miller and I have both said on your show and to this committee. In other words, a giant meh. 
And so since that leak has not occurred by the likes of Adam Schiff, you know yeah. that we have been testifying truthfully. Yeah. And anything to the contrary is absolutely false. And the Capitol Police time... You know, I guess uh, we would be surprised if actually yesterday there was something substantial substantive uh, it would have been the first time anyone on the left attacking Donald Trump had anything substantive uh, including uh, two uh, impeachment hearings nothing substantive nothing substantive about uh, Russia collusion uh, nothing substantive substantive about anything and yesterday could have been the big break in the dam but uh, no line backs it up that Mayor Bowser and the sergeant at arms declined the Department of Defense's request an authorization of National Guard, not only on January 4th, but on January 5th and in the morning of January 6th. In other words, everything after the 4th or 5th is moot because they refuse to protect the Capitol. Now, I've got a ton of uh, a ton of new information on this. Uh, yesterday, Jeffrey Tubin was actually on, uh, I believe it was CNN, and uh, he talked about how Donald Trump attempted to strangle a uh, Secret Service agent, very unlikely since uh, Secret Service agents are trained killing machines generally. And uh, yeah, Donald Trump, 73, 74-year-old man, and he's not stupid. So is that. And by the way, Jeffrey Tubin, uh, very familiar with choking things on camera. So uh, anyway, we'll share the audio from that. Your phone calls are welcome on this. Donald Trump's response and more uh, nonsense from Capitol Hill, um, uh, abortion, madness, among other things. And uh, your Fourth of July weekend, what the Trump administration or the, the Biden administration uh, has uh, in store for the weekend as far as costs. The number here is 800-922-6680. My friends, you are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. He thought that they were going up to the Capitol, and when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not. We don't have the assets to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president. Take me up to the Capitol now. You know, uh, this kind of makes me, uh, if it did happen, and I really don't believe it happened at all, because, I don't know, the two Secret Service agents who were in the car said, it didn't happen. But, you know, kind of cool. I would have liked to have heard maybe, hey, uh, Donald Trump maybe saying something like, we can't let this car go below 50 miles an hour or it'll explode. And then he just drove around the city and he jumped a bridge and then ultimately <coughs> ended at Reagan National where he was able to unload everybody off of the uh, the uh, limousine and then uh, uh, escape himself before it crashed into uh, Air Force One and blew up. I think that's mighty what, uh, you know, you know, could have happened. But didn't. But it's kind of cool to think about. So here's what Donald Trump uh, said. He didn't tweet because, you know, he doesn't have a Twitter account. 
<clears throat> he did Truth Social. He said, her fake story that I tried to grab the steering wheel of the White House limousine in order to steer it to the Capitol Hill building is sick and fraudulent, very much like the unselect committee itself. Would have even been uh, possible to do such a, wouldn't have been possible to do such a ridiculous thing. I think he actually pu- punched a hole through the bulletproof glass between the, uh, the passenger uh, section of the uh, limousine into the uh, pilot section of the limousine. Punched it right just like the Terminator in the first movie. Anyway, and why would she, oh, oh, she said, her story about me throwing food is also false, and why would she have to clean it up? I hardly knew who the hell she was. Again, yeah, a big meh. I mean, this is it? This is what the Democrats had yesterday? This is what they, ho, 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 hold the door, hold the door. We have got a surprise witness and some additional uh, evidence. I realize that we, uh, we had one of Trump's lawyers arrested at a restaurant, and we stole his phone before we offered the warrant, and we had the phone. We promised additional evidence today, but apparently can't be presenting that, even though we kind of thought we would, because apparently there's some issues with taking somebody's phone without uh, presenting your warrant first. Uh, that said, so we'll just have to go with this we'll just have to go what's your name again it's Cassidy what and you were an intern where okay good good enough no 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 you, no, no there's no cross-examination no 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 no. you'll be under oath but I mean are Democrats ever held uh, you know for uh, perjury I mean <laughs> come on don't worry about perjury you can say anything say hey listen to this listen tell them at the end that you are pregnant with Bigfoot's baby and you are really upset that you might have to have the baby because Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Throw that in. Just throw that in there. We can get some pity points about that. You're carrying Bigfoot's baby, and now you can't. Uh, you can't have an abortion because it's been made illegal. Just go with it. Go with that. Right after the Trump trying to strangle the Secret Service agent who's a killing machine sitting behind the uh, the steering wheel in the Beast. Just go ahead and, and go with that. Hutchinson testified that she heard Deputy Chief of Staff Tony Ornato, not Orlando, say that he heard Robert Ingle. Now, so she heard Deputy Chief Tony Ornato say that he heard Robert Ingle, the U.S. Secret Service agent, on January 25th. So third-person kind of stuff. <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic. Oh, my God. Uh, there are several reasons for uh, that. One of the sixth amendment. Uh, hey, listen to this. Uh, hearsay evidence generally excluded in favor of testimony directly from the people who are alleged to have spoken. There are a variety of exceptions to the rule, but our legal system prizes direct testimony from witnesses. Listen to this. There are several reasons for that. One is the Sixth Amendment guarantees the right to cross-examine witnesses. You cannot cross-examine hearsay evidence because the person alleged to have said something is not sitting in the courtroom. Okay. The other reason is that hearsay evidence tend to be less accurate and less credible than direct testimony given under oath. So this is what they broke in to this regular programming yesterday. They were going to put off the hearing until after July 4th. And, uh, and you know, of course, everybody in the, the mainstream media had their panties in a bunch. Uh, Brett Baer, who, I mean, not only jumped the shark, he jumped the uh, Snake River Canyon and crashed down below. Uh, he, he fell for it completely. While many of his cohorts say not so much, uh, the fact that the Secret Service itself, a leading law enforcement agency, is able to testify against Hutchinson's claims is devastating to the credibility of her testimony. In case you haven't heard, uh, the Secret Service agents involved uh, want to testify and tell that she's lying. Lying. So that is devastating to her testimony, suggests the committee was trying to manipulate the public. Well, no kidding. 
Otherwise, you, don't you think they might have, uh, I don't know, some opposing witnesses, maybe some cross-examination? Yeah. Yeah. I know it just kind of hit me that they're trying to manipulate the pug- public and public opinion to keep Donald Trump from running again. In response, the committee claimed it would, become, it would welcome further testimony from witnesses to the events of January 6th. Yeah. Right. Hutchinson's credibility was further undermined by the fact that the hearing was previously unscheduled and only announced on Monday, suggesting the committee was rushing to counter reports that it was failing to convince the public. And they once again uh, did not fail to produce. Let's go to uh, uh, Mel in Saratoga Springs, New York. He says it's the horse racing capital of America. Uh, Hello and welcome, sir. Good to talk to you. What's going on? Not only of America, uh, Robert, Rob, but of the world. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) John, you, you, our man, John Fredericks, you know, I, whenever I talk to John, I say uh, from one horseman to another because John was, you know, he did train racehorses in, in it, uh, before he uh, changed right. his career. But yeah, anyhow. What's your thought on Casey? Well, you know, it, the, the Democrats always got to try out these, these bimbos. Another, uh, 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 they drag them out of Bill Clinton's closet uh, like this <laughs> Blase Ford, you know what I mean? They, 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 they got a bunch of BS to, 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 to uh, expound upon. There's no truth to it. And that, uh, you know, like you say, it's, it's, it's physically impossible the way that, that uh, the beast is set up for her. All right, all right, Mel, I got to run. I'm up against a hard break. Yes, you're exactly right. It's a giant uh, turd they tried to abolish once again, and it's still a uh, turd. More of your phone calls and more audio on the way. It is the Rob Carson Show. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, who had enormous influence in Washington, D.C. as a 23-year-old, apparently the uh, uh, Mark Meadows uh, uh, chief advisor or something. Anyway, here she is talking about the Donald Trump apparently throwing a plate. Ms. Hutchinson, how did the president react to hearing that news? Around the time that I understand the AP article went live, I remember hearing noise coming from down the hallway, so I my head out of the office. Apparently Donald Trump was uh, reacting to uh, the uh, news that uh, nobody was going to be looking at the 2020 election results with any sort of, uh, uh, you know, perspective that would say that the election was stolen. I saw the valet walking towards our office. He had said, get the chief down to the dining room. The president wants him. So Mark went down to the dining room. I'm hanging on her every word. Um, came back to the office a few minutes later. Yeah. After Mark had returned, Mark. I left the office and went down to the dining room. Yeah. And I noticed that the door was propped open uh-huh. and the valet was inside the dining room changing the tablecloth off of the dining room table. I wonder why that is. Something horrible must have happened. Must have been a murder. He motioned for me to come in and then pointed towards the front of the room near the fireplace mantle and the TV yeah. where I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall. That wasn't ketchup. It was blood. And there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. No, actually, it was it was it was ketchup. The valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general's AP interview and had thrown his lunch against the wall. Had thrown his lunch against the wall, and you bastards voted for this man. My God in heaven. What hell hath you wrought? 
on the world that you would elect a president that uh, threw a plate at a wall in anger and left ketchup on it. Uh, meanwhile, I can't even count the times I heard that Hillary Clinton literally threw like vases and stuff at Secret Service agents. And you know what? Who cares? Dear Lord, who the hell cares? <sighs> oh, here is uh, Cassidy uh, Hutchinson, the uh, at the time probably 23-year-old, just out of internship, or either that or she's like Doogie Hauser, and she's been in Washington, D.C. most of her life because she's such a genius. Uh, anyway, here she is uh, talking about uh, her conversation with Judy, Rudy Giuliani on, July the, or on uh, January the 6th. As Mr. Giuliani and I were walking to his vehicles that evening, he looked at me and said something to the... This is before January 6th. ...the fact of, yeah. Cass, are you excited for the 6th? going to be a great day he said are you excited about the sixth it's going to be a great day well he needs to be put in jail now i remember looking at him saying rudy could you explain what's what's happening on the sixth rudy what are you talking about there rudy you gonna tell me that there's gonna be some kind of riot i was doing my uh, channeling my bill cosby talking to rudy on uh, the tv show i found out the cosby kids there uh, he, he had responded something to the effect of, we're going to the Capitol. It's going to be great. The president's going to be there. He's going to look powerful. He's, he's going to be with the members. He's going to be with the senators. Talk to the chief about it. Talk to the chief about it. He knows about it. Well, that's not vague at all. Because, you know, there were a million people coming to Washington, D.C. to support Donald Trump and say there was something a little wrong with the election and, and maybe we'd like Congress to look into it before they certify it. And there's like, I don't know, thousands of affidavits and millions of minutes of video wasn't there at the time, but is now and, and all of that. Stuff. And copious, copious amounts of evidence. Five uh, battleground states. All of the vote counting stopped in the middle of the night, right? actually about midnight. And then the next morning, almost 100% of hundreds of thousands of ballots from across the country came in, and they were all for Joe Biden. Did you go back uh, then up to the West Wing and tell Mr. Meadows about your conversation with Mr. Giuliani? You know, the one where Judy uh, Rudy said, I'm really looking to the sixth because, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on and the president's going to be there, and that's about it. I did. After Mr. Giuliani had left the campus that evening, I went back up to our office, yes. and I found Mr. Meadows in his office on the couch, he was scrolling through his phone. Yeah. I remember leaning against the doorway and saying, yeah. I said an interesting conversation with Rudy, Mark. Sounds like we're going to go to the Capitol. He didn't look up from his phone and said yeah. something to the effect of... He said something like, uh, when is your internship up? Because, uh, really, I mean, honestly. There's a lot going on, Cass, but I don't know. Things might get real, real bad on January 6th. <laughs> Which would explain why Donald Trump had requested uh, 25,000 National Guard troops and told uh, Nancy Pelosi and others two days earlier that uh, he was going to use his presidential authority to authorize 25,000 National Guard troops to, ca to, uh, to go to the Capitol. Because, you know, there was some buzz. Uh, there, was, uh, there were at least 14 left-leaning groups infiltrating the uh, protests. This was uh, actually spelled out in Newsweek. 
like uh, groups like Antifa, among others, and yes, of course, Proud Boys, but what about Antifa uh, and Black Lives Matter and others who are known for, you know, wearing flak helmets and uh, bulletproof vests and uh, carrying bear mace and uh, urine bottles full of urine that are frozen. You know, these are the things that uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa had done for, I don't know, a couple years, and then, uh, you know, there was a warning of it, so the president was way out in front on this. This is kind of interesting, because, you know, you heard earlier that uh, Donald Trump apparently tried to strangle the Secret Service agent. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's just not even funny. It's it's. Donald Trump, as they're driving away from the hollow and out shell of the Capitol that had almost burned to the ground, they're driving away, and uh, he he runs to the front of the limbo to grab the wheel and attempt to strangle a Secret Service agent to get him to turn around. This is fantastic. Anyway, so Jeffrey Tubin, he's this uh, the CNN uh, reporter, and and uh, apparently he had been removed from CNN because he. Uh, he was doing something lewd on camera during a Zoom call. Here, uh, Jeffrey Tubin is talking about uh, the president wanting to choke something he, or someone. He tried to strangle his Secret Service agent. If someone had told you that... I have a lot of experience in choking things, so listen to me. Fifteen minutes before this hearing started, you would have said, you know, you've watched too many movies. I mean, the... the well, that's kind of what I said after a testimony yesterday. Wow, you really watched too many movies. Seen is so much worse and so much crazier than any of us thought. What she said that she heard from somebody who heard it from somebody else was so powerful in testimony that, I mean, honestly, it was earth-shattering what she heard from that guy who heard it from that guy. And the number of criminal offenses that Donald Trump may have committed over the course of January 6th... They may have even gone over the speed limit. Those bastards! ...just got a lot longer including assault on a secret service. Mr. President, you blew through a pedestrian walkway back there as you were trying to choke the secret service agent and drive the beast. Service agent. Um, it, it is, and, and the other point that I just, the, the thing that just is so chilling was the idea that he wanted the magnetometers removed so that the weapons could go straight to the Capitol. Sure. You heard that. And, and who did you hear that from? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, and here's Jake Tapper with the problem with uh, Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony yesterday. Just one little problem with it. It is just an incredibly damning and dramatic story. Uh, I would just, as a journalist and as an American, appreciate more corroboration. Because if you are saying that you're carrying Bigfoot's love child, uh, we need to hear from Bigfoot here. For the story, since as of now, it is hearsay. I mean, it is oh, sure. somebody... Oh, oh, well, sure, sure. It's, I mean, but, you know, it's really powerful hearsay from that guy she heard who heard it from another guy. Appreciate more corroboration for the story since as of now, it is hearsay. I mean, it is oh, sure. somebody. Yeah, uh-huh. Let's go to Eric in uh, Denton, Maryland. <clears throat> Hello there, Eric, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Oh, he dropped off. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Do, do, do. Uh, lead Secret Service agent will testify Trump did not try to commandeer the car on January the 6th. We got that. That's according to ABC News, by the way. So the two people that she says uh, were there when Donald Trump attempted to uh, strangle them, uh, they are willing to step forward and say, no, it didn't happen. So generally, unless you're completely ignoring the evidence uh, that the, you know, you would think that uh, 
maybe the mainstream media guy. You know, this is not the big uh, bomb that they expected. But yesterday there was a lot of slobbering, people slobbering. They were convinced. They were absolutely convinced that this was the, the finally the deal. And honestly, okay. and honestly, I'm going to tell you, uh, at what point as a Democrat do you um, cease falling for this crap? I mean, honestly, you, you, you sat there with bated breath every night for a couple of years, watch Rachel Maddow lie about Russia collusion. And every night it was going to be the end of the Trump presidency. And every night you were slobbering all of yourself and you're rubbing your hands together like an evil villain going, oh, this is it. He's done. And then, you know, he had that first uh, <clears throat> that first uh, impeachment where Donald Trump was heard talking to a leader in Ukraine. Uh, and uh, that was proved to be uh, false. Uh, it was a perfectly perfect phone call. They even released a transcript of the phone call, which is kind of amazing because there aren't a lot of uh, transcripts released of, uh, of uh, Joe Biden's conversations with his son about Chinese business partners and whatnot, although one came out the other day. Um, but, uh, but it is uh, remarkable that uh, you, you keep getting fed this line. You went through the second impeachment, which was about Donald Trump supposedly inciting January 6th, proven to be there's no grounds for it whatsoever. Now, 18 months later, in the middle of an election cycle, <clears throat> in the middle of the midterms when the Democrats know they're going to get slaughtered, in the middle of the, uh, uh, in the, middle of the left getting, and somebody wrote me yesterday, said they don't like the idea of curb-stumped. Um, I'll just go ahead and say they're getting curb stomped uh, by the Roe v. Wade decision, by the concealed carry uh, decision, by the Supreme Court, by the voter ID uh, rule that was just passed in the Supreme Court, by the Supreme Court ruling that parents who want to send their kids to private schools can get vouchers from the government, even if those schools are religious in nature, uh, because public schools are failing our children in so many ways and teaching them about sex and sexuality as preschoolers and and about transgenderism and about CRT and whatnot. So in the middle of all this, they had to do something. <clears throat> and they were going to wait until next week. They did this a week ago. They came back from Monday after Thursday when the ratings went from 20 million to 10 million on Monday. There was a, a meeting scheduled for Wednesday. They delayed it to the next day because nobody was watching. They had it then. And then, of course, they came in, uh, you know, this week. They were going to wait until uh, after J July 4th, but they decided they had new evidence. They had a new witness. They had all of this. And then yesterday, she came out. She delivered uh, what she said, which was was hearsay from one person, which was heard from another person, which means, um, here's another thing some people don't like, which means D word for Richard, okay? D word for Richard as far as proving your point. So again, one more time, after literally five years of being led to believe, oh, Donald Trump is done after this. He is a evil human being. He has done so many crimes, it's not even funny. He, and then yesterday, after all of that, once again, you We're get... only going to allow the process... Sorry, you get led to believe that uh, Donald Trump is going down, and it's a lie. Here is uh, Ted Cruz talking about the January 6th show trial. Now, you mentioned in the first part of your question the January 6th so-called select committee hearings. This thing is a joke. Yeah. This is not a congressional hearing. So nah. congressional hearing is designed to be a fact-finding mission. It, you, you have opposing sides. This nah. is a political, democratic campaign. No cross-examination. Commercial. Just spring witnesses and spring bring evidence on the, uh, on the show trial without any rebuttal or review from the uh, defense. And, and let me just ask you this question. What would you think if you had a criminal trial and the judge said, okay, 
we're only going to allow the prosecutor to speak. Only the prosecution can, can call witnesses. The defense doesn't get to cross-examine those witnesses. No. And, and we're only going to present one side of the story. That's what Nancy Pelosi is doing. Well, if you want to prevent it. All right, if you want to comment, 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. Here is uh, AOC last night on Stephen Colbert's show, and he is an insult to anyone who's ever done late night television, by the way. Uh, I, I know this because I'm a student of late night television. Yeah, and and the greats like Johnny Carson and uh, Steve Allen to some degree, and uh, Jack Parr, and uh, you know even Conan O'Brien and whatnot. But here she was last night on Stephen Colbert. Uh, well, not on him physically, but on a uh, on his show, uh, saying that there were people in Congress actually casing the joint before January the sixth. When all of this was going on, um, there was a feeling and a great sense that there were people on the inside. And- a feeling and a great sense. I must be from the force. We learned last week um, that there was there were one, if not more, several members of Congress. No, no, no. There was only an accusation of uh, Representative Barry Loudermilk, and uh, it was proven to be specious. It was proven to be false. He actually had some constituents from his state in the Capitol showing them around. It's a lie. Who brought in some of these insurrectionists to essentially case the joint. It's a lie. What she's saying there now is a lie before coming in uh, the next day and already been disproven dear God in heaven Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years now you'll hear it here it's the Rob Carson show and uh, I want to thank David from San Francisco for calling and telling everyone that the uh, Capitol Hill riots cost $400 million, $400 million worth of damage to the uh, to the Capitol. Now, I remember when I initially heard that figure, and I think it came out, he was quoting, I think, the Wall Street Journal from, uh, like, January 7th or something, but uh, it was ridiculous on the face of it because they opened the, the uh, hearings immediately following. As soon as they got everybody out, there were some broken windows. Uh, there were a couple of uh, fire extinguishers that had the tops and the powder was on the floor. Uh, there were no massive fires set. There was no artwork uh, damage. There was no uh, there was no feces, human feces smeared on the walls. All a gigantic lie, just a gigantic lie. Uh, it's always been, and I said from the get go, it was overblown. I thought the self-flagellation from uh, conservative hosts was way over the top. It was kind of like the same over the top reaction originally with regard to COVID and shutting down the country. And I and I just ask, I just needed evidence. I needed to see the body pits behind Walmart. I needed to see the body pits behind schools where all the bodies were because of all the people who were dying of COVID uh, and closing down everything as it was so deadly. You know, things like when you think 
a disease and your public persona when you are speaking says it's the deadliest pandemic in the history of mankind then you as an 81 year old woman go to your hair salon without a mask on and get your hair done by a stylist who stays there to open the store for you she can't open it for anybody else but you as a a person who has a comorbidity of age does that and then a, an 80 year old uh, a spokesperson the uh, the czar I guess of COVID Anthony Fauci who now I guess has COVID after being uh, uh, vaccinated and stuck a couple times with boosters afterwards for him to throw out the first pitch at a Nationals game and then go sit maskless in the stands in the height of the pandemic. I always cried BS on it. Always did. You know why? Because I have common sense, life experience, and I do my research. And you know my thoughts about COVID. I, I know it's a deadly disease. Of course, it caused a lot of death. Of course, do I also think that the government really, really pumped up the statistics to shut down the country because it was an election year? Oh, hell yes. And this is coming from someone who had COVID, by the way. This is interesting. I got, a, I got an email. I got a bunch of email. I'm trying to get to them today. I just got so much stuff on the plate. And I had mentioned during the last uh, segment that uh, I, I say when I want to, uh, you know, call somebody a pejorative occasionally I'll, you know, I'll use the word idiot or whatever and stupid which people you know I uh, you know, a lot of people don't like you using the word stupid and, and I always say well what then I what do I call stupid people that said um, I use D word for Richard because you know sometimes you can be a D word for Richard or sometimes you can do a real D word for Richard move uh, somebody wrote me and said, I, presumably the word, the name Richard, said, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> when you say D word for Richard, makes me think that anyone with the name Richard is a D, although I know that's not what you mean. Gives a negative connotation to the name Richard. D word for Richard could be ick day. So you could do, you know, pig Latin, ick day, ick day. Okay, you could do that. Uh, dickety or dickery, we could use that. Uh, doc. Do, D, Dork, Dingle. Could use Dingle, I guess. These are all some of the, uh, the suggestions uh, given. I'm going to go ahead and stick to um, D word for Richard. Uh, another email. Uh, my husband and I love, love listening to you almost every day. Uh, filling that rush void. Oh, that was nice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I even figured out how to listen to my, on my cell phone, which is a major thing, because I'm pretty much, are you ready for this, a flibberty gibbet. And then she put such a fun word to say. I'm 70 years old and live in Poxitani, Pennsylvania. Please keep up the glorious work you are doing. That is pretty cool. Pretty cool. And unlike the movie Groundhog Day, when you listen to my show, it's not the same every day. Yeah, oh, kind of fun. Never been to Puxatawney. Uh, let's go to Bob in Parkville, Maryland. He's got some thoughts. Hello there, Bob. Uh, January 6th thoughts. What's going on? It's good afternoon, Mr. Carson. Oh, yes, yes, it's yes. unfortunate day. You got a call from David from yes. San Francisco. Yes, the $400 million dollars worth of damage, which pales by comparison to the amount of damage that Antifa's done exactly to San Francisco. That time it gets a chance because it's free. Is this thing on? The, the station accepts the long-distance telephone call money. Oh, I don't mind. Get him I, on the air. I love it. I love it when people like David call. I guarantee you, he wouldn't be calling at all. No, no. I I don't mind when people like David call. I I love it. Challenge me. He's going with a headline he read like on January the 7th, 2021, and it was $400 million worth of damage, which was debunked immediately. Uh, Right now they're saying about a million five, and that's only because... 
I guess that's how things are done in Washington, D.C., and I've looked at uh, what uh, video evidence is available, which generally is just Capitol Security letting people in and them peacefully walking in or staying within the velvet rope in the, uh, in the, uh, the big, uh, whatever, the, the, the forum in the center of the building is. But I've never seen uh, damage. I've never seen artwork damage. It's a lie. It's a giant lie there, uh, uh, Bob, and it's, and it's ridiculous. What do you think of the hearings? so far. What do you well, think of the big testimony yesterday there, Bob? These two uh, Secret Service agents were in the car. One, one yeah. was driving and the other one was next to him. Yeah. Uh, and the president was supposed to be in the back yeah. of the car. Yeah. Uh, I just want to know one thing. The, the two Secret Service agents have said right now, they're willing to test. In fact, they want to testify. Yes. And they'll testify under oath Unlike this 25-year-old broad who who testified, but it wasn't under oath. Oh, she wasn't under oath? I thought she was under oath yesterday. I thought she was. Brett Baer told me last night that she was under oath. Well, let's put it this way. Anybody who would have believed her testimony as it is has to be one of the most stupid people ever born in the United States. (laughs) Because... all you have to do is bring due process, and uh, and the defense would have a lawyer and witnesses and all this. Yeah, That's the fundamental right of anybody under the Constitution of the United States of America, regardless yeah. of the charge. Yeah. But yeah. this woman, I'm telling you, she's this phony. She's a BSer from the word go, and the one that's pulling all these chains and these all this bull is one bo. Barack Obama. Uh, I, I call him B.O. B.O. because yeah. that's his initials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Obama is what I like to call him. You've got to get these... <laughs> these American people are so damn stupid that would vote for these people like this. And I have no compassion for compassion for the uh, previous president. My president was Dwight Eisenhower. I served under Dwight Eisenhower in the 50s. And I'm damn proud of it. And I'll tell you one thing today. If he was president today, this garbage wouldn't be going, going on. Yeah. Not in I'm the United States. Putin would be shaking in his shoes. I'll tell you that right now. All right, Bob. Thanks for the phone call, buddy. I do appreciate it. Uh, it's kind of a big nothing. A big nothing panini. It's bigger than a sandwich. It's quite tasty, actually. They got plenty of nothing. Jim Gossett. January 6th is a bust. Everything that committee says, you just cannot try. I guess Casey struck out. The hearings have produced nothing. <laughs> it's a kangaroo court. Boom. Liz Cheney with the enemy. She likes to consort ba, ba, ba. and support. Oh, it's Cassidy. I'm sorry. I Adam was... Ship doesn't have squat. <laughs> it's clear to see. Heidi Cassidy struck out. Evidence nobody has got. <laughs> what a mockery. It's Here's a desperate that. attempt that we hold in contempt angrily. Yeah, they got plenty of nothing. Tip your bargain. The hearing's been a big waste. Andrew Waitresses. Come November when we run them out. Will get a taste. They'll get their due. Biden too. Nancy's through. You know, uh, 
Donald Trump needs to get over this election steal thing. Seriously, I mean, Democrats would never harp on a stolen election. Uh, no, that's not what I want to hear, actually. Uh, Democrats, hold on one second, I've got it right here. Democrats would never uh, harp on a stolen election. No, no, no. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. Yeah. And you can have the election stolen from you. She sounds kind of uh, bitter. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's a real what thing. I'm scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's a, it sounds like she's got a little grievance. Legitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Now, if that were Donald Trump, then, uh, of course, that would be disinformation. And Facebook and Twitter and the mainstream media would ignore it. You'd be my vice presidential candidate. But... <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. That's Jimmy Carter. He lost the election. And he was put in office because the Russians interfered. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. That is amazing, the uh, the double standards. Here's the, uh, the now president of the United States. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. That's it. I, I think all the talk about impeachment and what the Democrats should do, that's fine. It's theoretical at this point. Let them investigate. Let them subpoena. Let them go to the Supreme Court. He's illegitimate. And my biggest fear is that he's going to do it again with the help of Vlad, his best pal. Yeah, see, that was all uh, disproven. But the media won't even admit that was disproven, to be quite honest. They just went on, just went on, just went on. Let's move on to abortion. <laughs> This is a dream week for talk radio. Last week of abortion, gun control. I mean, my God in heaven, it's it's, it's glorious. Uh, I'm going to share some audio from uh, Hillary Clinton. She's very bitter. Uh, she is uh, says that Clarence Thomas is a grievance monger, even though Hillary Clinton is all about grievance and resent. Uh, also, some uh, feedback, uh, or so I should say, some some uh, things. George Washington University uh, students demanded they drop uh, Clarence Thomas as an adjunct professor, and uh, the university, which normally bends over backwards for snowflakes, told them to stuff it. Uh, we've also got some uh, reports of CVS and uh, and Rite Aid running out of abortion pills because that's what they're running for. Plus, some uh, brilliant thoughts from Kamala Harris on the way with regard to the Roe v. Wade decision and the racism for some reason, even though he didn't write the, uh, the opinion, the main opinion for Roe v. Wade, uh, they're, picking on, um, they're picking on Clarence Thomas. And uh, a lot of it has to do with he's uh, black and he's a conservative. Uh, 800-922-6680, you're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. 
and you can have the election stolen from you. You know, it sounds like uh, Hillary Clinton's got a lot of grievances about the uh, 2016 election, which she really tried to steal. I mean, to the point of like eight or nine million dollars to help fund the uh, the Russian dossier, which was proven false. And and Hillary Clinton's campaign literally was fined by the FEC for uh, for doing just that. She worked in cahoots with the Democrat Party to uh, pay for a dossier that was false. It was it was rush it was the Russian disinformation that she talks about, and she was the person who did it. See, this is what is so amazing about Democrats. They can get away with doing exactly what they accuse you of doing and get no pushback from the media. That's why they do it with such audacity. It's pretty remarkable. And here is, uh, here is Hillary Clinton yesterday talking, uh, about, uh, talking with Gail King about, about Clarence Thomas. I'm trying to figure out why Clarence Thomas is the target of the left in this country with regard to Roe v. Wade, since Alito's the guy who wrote the uh, main decision. Uh, but uh, calling uh, uh, Justice Thomas things like Uncle Clarence exposes the rotten sham that is the progressive movement. This is a column by Adam Coleman that I will get to in a second. But here is uh, Hillary Clinton, who is known for being bitter and angry and awful and uh, harping for five years on an election that wasn't stolen. And, and by the way, there is cop- there's volumes of evidence about the 2020 election and zero evidence of Russia collusion by Donald Trump to capture the White House in 2016. Justice Thomas has sort of floated that out there about contraceptive rights, yes. contraception, and about same-sex marriages. Yeah, it's not going to happen, um, you know, really, I mean, seriously, it's not going to happen. But other justices have pushed back to say, no, he's really sort of on his own with that. Well, so he- He's also uh, going to tell us how many dogs you can have. Believe. And for you Democrats... How many cats? There's going to be a limit to about 30. I'm sorry. I know. That's like half of what you have in your house now, in your garbage house. But, you know, you can cut back. Well, he may be on his own, but he's signaling, yes. as he often did. You know, a signal. People, I went to law school with him. Mm-hmm. He's been a person of grievance for as long as I've known him. I'd say he's the opposite of that, actually, uh, growing up in abject poverty in the Jim Crow South. I'd, I'd say just the opposite there, privileged lady. Resentment. From New York. Grievance, anger. And- Grievance and anger. Hold on. This is fantastic. Hold on. Everything she says is the true, is true of herself. A, a person of grievance for as long as I've known him. Resentment, grievance, anger. <laughs> I, just, I can't make this up. This is fantastic. And he has signaled yes. uh, in the past two lower courts, two yeah. state legislatures, yeah. to find cases, pass laws, Get them up. I may not win the first, the second, or the third time, but we're going to keep at it. So you're saying people pay attention. And who who uh, who said this exactly? And is this somebody hearing it from somebody who heard it from somebody? Yes, the people he is speaking to. Heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend. Okay. Which is the, you know. Right wing, very conservative. Heard it from another. You've been burning down the Capitol. Judges and justices and state legislatures. And the thing that uh, is, well, there's so many things about it that oh, yeah. are deeply distressing. Yeah. But women are going to die, Gail. Women. Da, da, da. No. Women will die. We reached out to Justice Thomas for a comment. We have not heard back from him. Yeah, we have not heard back from him because he's so evil. He's so evil. Probably building a shrine to death or something, you know, because he's so evil. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, here's, a, here's actually, I think, who, uh, who set the ball in motion to uh, overturn Roe v. Wade, and he can do this because he's the president. Let's pick up on another issue which divides you and the justices that whoever ends up winning. I don't believe that uh, Donald Trump appointed uh, Clarence Thomas that CBS obtained, it specifically mentioned an incident in Michigan um, related to a pro-abortion rights group. Uh, how concerned are you about violence? What are you seeing on the ground? I am concerned about a lot of things happening in the Is uh, violence one of the concerns? Because that should be your number one concern is the governor, that the violence has to stop. United States right now. And frankly, the last couple of decisions that came out of this United States Supreme Court are make America a lot more dangerous. Okay, I'm still saying that uh, violence will not be allowed. More guns, fewer rights, less health care. It is scary. And as a lawyer, it... It crushes me to say that even... That you wasted all that money on your law degree? I am losing faith that these important institutions that are supposed to be above the politics of the day are now being corrupted, and that's what we're seeing... Still waiting on the violence thing. ...out of our United States Supreme Court, and I am very concerned about our long-term uh, prosperity, our homeland security, and our safety. Wow, that's kind of kind of strange. You that are she would, That she would say that. Let me Joe. get off that. Here is, uh, this is the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Because elections do matter. I'm going to remind you of what I said. Uh, and that's what I said, actually, right after Roe v. Wade was overturned. Yeah. Um, those few weeks ago. Thank God we elected Donald Trump twice. If Hillary Clinton had been the president, yes. we wouldn't be sitting here having this horrible outcome in our country. Well, too bad, so sad for you. That is the person America Too elected. bad, and that is also so sad for you. Sorry, my computer's freaking out a little bit here. All right, so a little bit more on this. Um, we are going to, oh, oh, corporations are paying for abortions. Did you know that? We'll tell you which corporations to work for if you decide you want to, uh, you want to uh, get an abortion. Also, a trans athlete, 29, beats a 13-year-old girl and takes the prize money and is cool with it. All of that on the way. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids, it's already hump day on what could be the biggest blow-off work week of the year because, you know, Fourth of July weekend's coming up. Uh, you know, and, and you may wait until tomorrow and you may wait until uh, Friday. My, uh, my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, uh, she had her flight canceled. And apparently uh, the Biden administration and the transportation secretary have done a marvelous job really uh, bleeping up the uh, air travel situation in the country. And, uh, so, and, and, and by the way, my wife, when we have friends or relatives come and visit, she becomes Monica from Friends. She's insane about like cleanliness. Like the other day, I left a bath towel in the wrong place and I came in and the next morning, literally on my desk chair. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to back away slowly. I'm going to just... <laughs> so you, you, you don't even bother spilling a crumb. Nothing. But we got the all clear because her, her sister's not coming. She texted me and said, we're all clear. You don't have to worry about uh, the house being so clean. <laughs> it's my life. It's the life of a sexy, nationally syndicated radio host. Yeah. It's funny. Also, this morning while we're doing the, um, the show, uh, we ordered a, a new door. For the front of the house, because we uh, have a, an old house built in 1987. It's not that old. But, uh, but the front door is the builder-grade door that was here, and it has a big split down the middle of it. It's a mess. So we ordered a door seven months ago, and we finally got it today. 
So they, they were tearing out the big old door in the front there and putting in the new door. And, and, and it was kind of funny. You'd, you'd love to have me as a neighbor because they took the door out. And then they had to run and get some tools. So there's, there's the door here. There's the giant opening in front of the house and no door. And just some, like, the, the molding hanging down. It looked like, you know, been sucked out by a tornado or something. So I see the neighbors walking down the street with their dog. And they walk down. They get right in front of our house. And I walk out and I look at my door, puzzled. And they're kind of looking there. Hi, you know, hey, I'm doing good. And I, and I turned to them. I said, did you guys have your front door stolen last night? Because we slept right through this. And they uh, they went for it for about a, a second or two, and then they they didn't. So uh, let's go to Paul in Baltimore. Paul wants to talk about the uh, January sixth hearing and uh, Cassidy uh, Hutchinson yesterday and her powerful testimony that she heard from a friend who heard from a friend uh, from another that she'd been messing around. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show. What's up? Thanks, Rob. Uh, as usual, you're spot on. But I Uh-oh. urge you. What? I strongly urge you to keep your daytime job because once you started singing, I was convinced. Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) I sang Ario Speedwagon in that last segment. I'm sorry. That's all right. Hey, a couple of things. Uh, You mentioned the other day on the show, Joe Biden saying, depends on who counts the vote. Yes. I I sent my blood uh, uh, hold. Yeah, I know. Uh, The other thing is when you called uh, the uh, federal, well, you didn't call them, but uh, the way that the federal agents acted when they uh, uh, seized that uh, cell phone without issuing a warrant for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, uh, I just went to uh, Maryland shall issue to get my concealed carry permit. Hey. Uh, yeah. And uh, lies. What happens when you tell a lie? And the answer is you've got to tell another one. So I'm glad that this uh, woman was uh, exposed for what she was, and I hope it drives the uh, progressives, the Democrats, the liberals, I hope it drives them crazy running around chasing their tail uh, like rabid dogs. Well, Paul, they already are. Paul, I mean, Paul, they already all, dear God, did you hear the woman I I played yesterday who said she's going to, uh, I don't know how to put this gingerly, she's going to, um, uh, she's going to send her period discharge to yeah. Sam Alito. Uh, that's yeah, how insane these, these, how sane these people are. A, a month ago at the Right to Life, uh, a march, a peaceful march by people who just want babies. A woman literally stood there and said, I'm pregnant, I'm terminating the pregnancy, and took what was supposed to be, I guess, a morning after pill to say that she had uh, aborted the pregnancy, uh, I guess, out of a matter of principle. Uh, it, it's, they're already bat crap crazy, Paul. Yeah, yeah, and, and here's, here's a fact. Don't know what the percentages are because they haven't done a vote. We'll do that in November. But when the American people hear these kinds of things that are being perpetrated by the, the left and their actions and their beliefs, believe me, uh, it's not just going to be a red wave. It's going to be a red tsunami in yeah. November. Last thing, and then yes, I'll sir. get off. Yes. Uh, you think Joe or Harris is going to go down to Texas to pay their respect to the 53 dead in that no. tractor trailer? No, they didn't. You know what? And it's interesting because Joe Biden didn't say a damn thing about it yesterday. Did you know that? Yeah. Joe Biden didn't say a damn thing. Here is, let me, I'll just go ahead and play it. This is Joe Biden, uh, 53 people dead in Texas. Now, he just went to Texas uh, like two days after uh, a, a madman goes into an elementary school in Texas and uh, pushed for gun control, which was pushed through Congress. Uh, nonsense, absolute nonsense, just to get a headline. Here he is yesterday being asked about uh, 53 people baking to death in the back of a truck because of his uh, open border. 
but thank you for your hospitality. Thank you. It's on that. Do you have any comment about the death of 50 people? No, nah, just walks away. It walks away. Doesn't matter. He's not going to go visit. He's not going to ask for comprehensive border reform. None of that, Paul. Did you expect it? <laughs> yeah. He didn't walk away, Rob. He yeah. stumbled. Well, you know, that's how, kind of how he does it, isn't it? Well, Paul, I appreciate you calling, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, here is Alejandro Mayorkas, who's the HHS secretary, talking about the enormous effort that they're going through. Uh, what is it? Jean-Pierre Beljean, or uh, no, Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday said that the border is closed. She literally said the border is closed because she thinks you're stupid. And, and she wants to, uh, she knows that you know the truth, and she wants to uh, serve you up some hot indignity. Because that's what they do best. And here is this buffoon, Alejandro Mayorkas, who has presided over 2 million people coming across our border. Oh, and all sorts of deaths. I've got some pretty interesting stories about uh, the buzzards feeding in, uh, in Mexico, Central and South America, and in the United States from, uh, from uh, illegals brought across by coyotes. Uh, here is Alejandro Mayorkas. And numbers could rise further from confusion over recent court orders and as smugglers continue to peddle misinformation to make a profit. I believe they created the Department of Disinformation to stop that, but that was a lie. We are prepared. The Department of Homeland Security is executing its comprehensive whole-of-government plan to manage current and potential increases at our border. If this is your plan, then failure was your plan. Order ...in a safe, orderly, and humane way. Nobody believes a damned thing you people have to say anymore. And we're tired of seeing what's happening on the border and having jackasses like this step in front of the microphone just like a statist, just like a, a member of Pravda or Izvestia standing there and saying, no, border is good. No people come across border. Everything works great. Our dear leader do everything right. Everything our dear leader does is wonderful. Border is close. Baby formula is filled in shelves. Uh, COVID uh, vaccination for babies is completely safe. Oh, yes, dear leader. That was not a bad uh, little uh, Russian accent better. Better than my singing, that's for sure. That's for sure. Oh, I got to have uh, Kamala Harris sound off on uh, abortion here. Uh, but before we do that, um, you know, maybe I ought to play our Kamala theme song. It's called uh, Word Salad Cami. This is uh, Jim Gossett. It's time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. You'd never know what you might get from our vice president. If anything she says makes sense, it's a total accident. Word salad canning. Word salad canning. Yeah. Everybody let me be direct When Kamala talks it turns into a train wreck The significance of the passage of time Right? The significance of the passage of time So when you think about it There is great significance to the passage of time She butchers the English language That's right Every time she speaks 
To decipher what Kamala just said It could take several weeks Word salad Harris Oh yeah It rhymes with embarrass <laughs> yeah. Every time she opens her mouth That approval rating starts to go south <laughs> Yeah, word salad Cammy. Now, um, uh, Kamala Harris, of course, not known for... Well, you know what I, I shouldn't say? Uh, what she says, her, the, the, uh, the ruminations of Kamala Harris are uh, succinct and powerful. So they'll probably be uh, carved in granite eventually. No, actually, probably not. Here is uh, uh, Kamala Harris's deep thoughts on abortion. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Because um, they actually did it. And, and here's what they did. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about the act that results in an abortion? Oh, she's talking about the Supreme Court. Never mind. They, the court actually took yes. a constitutional right that has been recognized for half a century and took it from the women of America. That wasn't a, it wasn't a right. And uh, when it comes to uh, court cases, uh, if they can be upheld, they can be rescinded, you see. That's shocking. When you think about it, yes. in terms of what that means, in terms of democratic principles, in terms of the ideals upon which we were founded, about liberty, about freedom. Founded uh, by those slave-owning white guys. Um, you know, I thought about it as, you know, a parent. We have two children who are in their 20s, a son and a daughter. I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers. Oh, God. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. Shut up! I, wait, wait, hold on a second. Katanji Brown-Jackson couldn't tell what a woman was. How do you know that you're a woman? Seriously. And the daughter of a woman. And a granddaughter of a woman. This woman is incredible. Hold on, I gotta hear that again. I, write this down. You're gonna be quoting this for years. Preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. And the daughter of a woman. And a granddaughter of a woman. And an ancestor of a woman who probably lived at some point. And, you know, my husband and I are actually talking about it. We have a... God bless your husband. Dear Lord. A 23-year-old. And my mother-in-law's in her 80s. And she was a woman. And she had a woman. And then she had a... Okay. Our daughter yeah. will not know the rights for the, for the amount of time yeah. that my mother-in-law knew these rights. Yeah. Which is the right. That Which is the opposite of the wrong and the left. That should be well settled. That a woman should have to make decisions about her own body. And when we think about... But the COVID vaccine, you got to take. Here's a little more from our, our brilliant vice president. And when we think about it... I want the men in the audience to listen. Because, you know, you are men. And you had fathers and your father had a father and that was your grandfather and your father's father had a father and he was a great great grandfather and everyone has something at risk on this no. first of all if you are a parent of sons sons yeah do think about what this means okay i've got a son actually not two of them i got a son and a daughter for the life of your son yeah my son. and what that will mean in terms of the choices he will have yeah okay all right well yeah. thanks thanks well, that's the uh, that's the uh the vice president. Uh, AOC and uh, Elizabeth Warren say that uh, they want to open up abortion clinics on <laughs> at national parks. That'll make the Grand Canyon a lot of fun. Yellowstone, you know. 
Anyway, so we'll get to that. Uh, all your, also your phone calls. But Pam, you'll be up next. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's The Rob Carson Show. Uh, we have many ideas. We have um, some ideas coming from Senator... Oh, my God, is that A.L. Warren signed a letter along with 25 other uh, Democratic senators asking President Biden to explore uh, opening health care clinics on federal lands in red states uh, in order to help people access the health care and abortion services that they need. Well, that's going to make the trip to uh, the Grand Tetons a little different this year. So they, they want to open abortion clinics on federal land. It's not going to happen. It's not legal. Uh, and it's honestly, it's so ungodly stupid because, you know, some pro-life people also have, uh, which, you know, maybe depending on where you are, half of the people in the country, you know, maybe also on the parks. So, yeah, uh, although although we might we might be able to work with you a little bit um, if you will open unfettered gun shops on uh, on federal land unfettered in uh, in blue states how about that in states where they restrict handgun ownership uh let's go ahead and uh if there's going to be abortion clinics and abortion tents they said literally a tents they're going to set them up on uh, on federal land uh that's what aoc is saying that's what uh i mean this is these are the ramblings of insane people elizabeth warren says you can open that uh the whole deal you know maybe you could take yellowstone you could take the grand canyon and uh, you could have an abortion tent there, and you could just take the fetus and throw it into the uh, into the Grand Canyon, like you would, uh, you know, a coins in a fountain or uh, or a wishing well, uh, maybe something like that. And I'm just I'm just throwing some ideas out here. But uh, you know, if you want to do that, then I say that pe- that the states that restrict firearm ownership that we should open unfettered gun stores uh, on federal land. What do you think? Pam and Bethesda would like to talk about the uh, morning after pill because there is a rush on morning after pills at CVS and Rite Aid, and they're literally uh, limiting the number of uh, pills for three per woman as the uh, as the drug surge uh, goes on. Uh, Pam, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. What's going on? Uh, yes, um, I uh, let me turn my radio off. Um, yes, yes, yes. I don't think people are looking closely at that. RU486, which is the morning after pill. Yeah. And you really need to go back to basics. That pill is made by the same company that made that um, cyclone drug for that ex- they used to exterminate the Jews. It's a German company. So the name Zyklon of the B? Really? After, the name of the morning after pill, RU, are the first letters mm-hmm. of the company yeah. and the date, April 86. But that's not what it means. If anybody recalls, a, a, they also it's culture war, right? They're trying to make fun of our culture. Remember CHIPS, that high, California Highway Patrol program? Yes, and they also their, fall where they their, may. Their call number for a murder was 86, and it was a big deal in the 60s, 86 people out of a bar or something. Or okay. Anyway, look at the name again, R A R E. U-Y-O-U-4-F-O-R, murder. And the other one is also a culture thing, Trojan condoms. And if you stretch them over a green tennis ball, you'll notice they have pinprick holes in them. That's why there's so much STDs and everybody's getting pregnant when they use condoms. All right, Pam, thanks for the phone call. Do appreciate it. 
Honey, do we have a tennis ball? What? Okay. So anyway, um, CBS uh, says they still have enough pills, uh, but the limit is, uh, is uh, uh, to ensure equitable access, by the way. They, uh, you take them uh, 72 hours after the intercourse to stop a pregnancy. That, of course, if you uh, may have used a uh, Trojan condom that has pinpricks on it that you put on a tennis ball. So they're 87% effective. It's kind of, I guess, the liberal equivalent of buying up ammo, right? Kind of in a weird way. Yeah, except for one is protecting you, and the other is uh, ending a pregnancy. I guess. Let's uh, let's take a break. I'm gonna just go, just walk around, maybe clear my head, just take a, maybe add splash some cold water on my face, and uh, we'll be right back. It's a Rob Carson show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Final hour of the Rob Carson Show. We're going to cover uh, a few more stories on abortion. Then we're going to get into the uh, border. Then we're going to get into, oh, Elmo shelling for the government. Elmo. What the hell happened to Sesame Street? And, uh, you know, they need the count, actually, to do uh, all the boosters you're going to need. It's like, how many boosters do we need now? One, ah, 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 ah. Two, ah, ah, ah. Three, ah, ah, ah. And Anthony Fauci still got sick. So we're going to get into that. And then, uh, oh, the, the number one concern of Americans is not abortion or um, Donald Trump, uh, something that happened two years ago. Uh, they're concerned about the ability to afford day-to-day things. Yeah. Which I would assume also, you know, maybe involves food. You know, just, just that. Just thought you should know that. So uh, that is coming up. I want to play a couple things real quick here uh, before we move on. Uh, Anna Navarro is uh, a, a useful idiot on uh, The View. And Anna Navarro yesterday talked about the uh, handicapped members of her family. Her, her brother's got Down syndrome, I believe. And, and a, I think a cousin has uh, something. And, and uh, yesterday she went full on, full on pro-eugenics. It was, uh, it was like, I mean... I got to tell you, uh, you look at uh, the founder of Planned, Her- uh, Pla- Her- uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, Margaret Sanger, uh, literally interrupted her, brush, uh, her brunch with uh, Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler to, uh, to celebrate um, the, uh, you know, the eugenics being uh, supported by the Democrat Party. Uh, Satan apparently was quite upset about the ruling being overturned Roe v. Wade, but he said that the, uh, the Democrat Party uh, did an outstanding job compared to other great um, uh, holocausts in world history. 63 million in 49 years, he said it was, uh, it was quite admirable. Quite admirable. But in case you didn't know, uh, the and by the way, uh, Planned Parenthood is trying to distance distance itself from Margaret Sanger because she was a rabid racist and eugenist, very Hitlerian before Hitler. She was like, you know, uh, she was the new Hitler uh, before Hitler, actually. So I would make her the old Hitler. Anyway, here is uh, Anna Navarro uh, going full on eugenics as an excuse to get an abortion. Well, let me tell but there's, there's, that also brings up another point, yeah. which is that Arkansas and so many of the states that have trigger laws ready and that are banning the, a, a person, a family's choice, a woman's choice. Also, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are, but you can go to another state. Have the, uh, do I need to say this anymore? The worst social services. Yeah. yeah. Yes. In America. Always. And so if you are, and, and look, this is a difficult conversation. Yeah. And I know some people feel that we shouldn't be talking about social services. We shouldn't be talking about um, 
special needs families I, that we shouldn't be talking. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Where's she kind of going here? It's like one minute. We're just kind of talking. And, uh, you know, you're sitting there at the table and you're having a dinner. And, you know, you're like, hey, you know, the, the weather was pretty nice today. And how about those... Uh, those Mets, they're playing some pretty good ball out there. And, uh, oh, man, I sure wish all those babies with uh, birth defects and Down syndrome would die. About adoption and foster care and those special services that are needed in this same conversation, I disagree. Mm-hmm. Because I think it is hypocritical and wrong yeah. to ban a family from making their own choice of what's best for them. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you don't love your special needs um, family members. But you kind of wish that they were never born. Members That you don't adore them and they are part of the family. But you kind of wish that they were never born. But that we know firsthand experience just how difficult it is to beg and plead for years sometimes. You know, parenthood, just like, you know, everyday parenthood isn't exactly a cakewalk there, sunshine. To be able to get some help. So if they're going to ban a, a family's choice, there's going to be more poor kids. Yeah. There's oh, going to be more kids in adoption. And don't forget, Hillary Clinton said women are going to die. And I'm not just talking about all the women that her and her husband had murdered. There's going to be more kids in foster care. There's going to be more abused. I mean, allegedly had murdered. Kids. Right. There's going to be a, a lot of other things. And those hypocritical states need to step up and provide the service. And and kill those babies that have birth defects. Okay, so here's a CBS this morning. They actually had a good story on about, you know, maybe an alternative. And maybe that there are places out there that are uh, wanting to help out women in crisis pregnancies. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately the left is targeting them and spray painting them. And, and if not spray painting or uh, you know, setting them on fire, burning them down officially. We turn no one away because we know that their situation at that moment is it's a Virginia women's shelter just that desperate. Kathleen Wilson started Mary's shelter 16 years ago. More than 300 women have come through their doors, some staying up to three years in fully furnished shared homes and apartments. Sounds like some people are willing to help with their children. We have another kitchen upstairs while they get parenting training and help with employment and housing. When they leave here, that independent lifestyle becomes, you know, a real viable reality for them as opposed to just, well, you had the baby and you're done, which is not the way any of the ministries I know work. Women come from up and down the East Coast to stay here, including a woman and her children who arrived unannounced from Florida the day of our visit. I would assume they turned them away. Nah. Wilson, who opposes abortion, say with states now free to ban or restrict abortion, more women will need help. But pregnancy shelters are not for every situation. Are you concerned that women will be forced into unwanted pregnancies? Uh, no, I don't. I, I mean, I, I think that there will be some. Are you sure? I hope that they'll reach out to other agencies, like maybe an adoption agency. Oh, my goodness. Imagine that. Well, well. And you heard that on a radio show with an adopted host who's the product of a sexual assault. Don't, don't, don't. I know, kind of weird. Uh, let's go to let's go to Jim in Annapolis, lovely Annapolis, the uh, capital of Maryland, uh, wants to talk about the West Virginia Catholic Church, the historic church that was burned down for no reason. Uh, yeah. Go ahead there, Jim. Welcome to the show. Yeah, that's it. I was, I'm a Navy, former Navy West Virginian, and I wanted to find out about it because uh, and, and it's probably maybe in my area up there. I'm not sure where I used to live. 
Oh, you, you don't know where it is? Let me look here. I had the story in front of me yesterday. Um, let me look up. The West Virginia church burned. It was a historical church. Hold on one second. I got it right here. Oh, yeah, here we go. Historic uh, Catholic church burned to the ground by an arsonist. Uh, this is a church in West Virginia. St. Coleman Catholic Church, by the way. St. Coleman Catholic Church. Is that the one you're thinking of? No, I'm not. I'm not familiar with it. What town is it in? Uh, I, I just deleted the uh, the story, but did you have a point about the the church? Yeah, I just I was curious about it because I mean I know I know a lot of people and I still know a lot of people back there, and I just wondered curious. All right. some of my friends may have been be attended to a church that church. All right, Jim, I appreciate it. You just uh, Google it. Just kind of check that too, also, just like I did there. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, just Google it. Um, a friend of mine, uh, I've got two friends now who are guarding their churches, by the way. My buddy named Sam, he's my graphic designer who does all the uh, all the uh, funny, uh, if you haven't seen him, just go to my social media. I've got a line of politically incorrect garb, well, one that has a flag that says Hillary in 20, never. Uh, another one says, uh, dissent is not disinformation. There's my catchphrase, my signature catchphrase, which is uh, don't catch stupid. Anyway, my designer, Sam, um, they are doing um, round-the-clock guarding of his Catholic church. And that's what we need to do. We need to. And you need to arm yourself. Uh, you need to follow all the local laws, of course, of course, of course. You've got to legally possess a firearm. Uh, but it's a time when literally churches and uh, pro-life centers, crisis pregnancy centers, are being targeted by radical, radical terrorists. Uh, let's go to Michael in uh, Millbrook, New York. Hello there, Michael. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Pleasure, Rob. Great. Um, just the best, Rob. Just the best. I love your approach. You, you can make fun of these losers all day long. Um, I, I was going to make a comment about the actual scenario on January 6th with President Trump in the limo. Yeah. But I also just want to say, i got to correct you, uh, those at BLM anti uh, Antifa, yeah. When they're raping and pillaging and burning, it's actual peaceful protests. And I just wanted well, to correct you on that error. Yeah. Mostly, and, and, mostly uh, peaceful, Jim. Mostly peaceful there, Jim. Or, no, or uh, Michael. Yes, yeah, they're peaceful <laughs> protests. Yes, go uh, ahead. And uh, I will peacefully protect myself from them as well if that day ever comes. <laughs> yes, um, there will be mostly not shooting. <laughs> uh, well, it'll be peaceful shooting. And... Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, Cassidy had it wrong. The actual scenario was when Trump lunged towards the driver, he couldn't penetrate, so he busted the passenger window, climbed on the roof. Now, oh. while he was hanging on the edge of the roof while the driver yes. was swerving the vehicle, yes. he tried to bust through the windshield to take control. He but, did, like, like, just like the Terminator did. He was right there, he got on the hood, and he tried to punch through to grab the Secret Service agent, right? Yeah, while he was hanging out with one hand to the edge of the roof, mind you. Yeah, and also, I'm only going to mention this. Uh, <laughs> when that happened, a helicopter flew right above them for about a mile and struggled to catch up, but Donald Trump was able to grab it with his, uh, with his, like his elbow, his arm there, and he grabbed Melania by the waist, and he was carried off by the helicopter to Camp David. 
There you go. Now, that's so close to actually what happened, but they decided not to go with that, but with the current Cassidy line, because while Pelosi was still busy ripping up Trump's last um, State of the Union speech, they figured this was just too far out there. Let's stick with the current version. Exactly. <laughs> right, Michael. <laughs> Thanks for the call, bro. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Now, um, on the way, I want to get into the uh, what's happening at the border. And, and uh, if you think that a terrorist could sneak across the border and cause uh, tens of deaths or even hundreds or thousands of deaths, it happened yesterday. And they let them go. I'm going to explain what I mean after this. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. All right, so we heard this uh, Cassidy uh, Hutchinson, she testified before the kangaroo court yesterday, said that Donald Trump was being uh, taken away from the White House in the beast, and, and he got angry, and he, he uh, ran forward into the, into the uh, well, tried to get into the crew compartment in the front of the uh, vehicle and grabbed the steering wheel from the, uh, the Secret Service agent, who is uh, a trained uh, killer, by the way, and uh, tried to grab the steering wheel and, and strangle uh, the Secret Service agent. And then also he threw a plate apparently, and got some ketchup on a wall in, uh, in the White House. That's the big news from yesterday. And, and Cassidy, uh, she heard it from someone who heard it from someone. You'd been messing around. Heard it from someone who heard it from someone, and both of those people say that they want to testify under oath to say that it's not true. There. And because I uh, sang during uh, the last hour of the show, Jim Gossett uh, decided to head me off of the pass if I tried to sing again. So he's got a brand new song about January the 6th and Cassidy Hutchinson. Heard it from a friend who Heard it from a friend who Heard it from another that Trump grabbed the wheel Kind of stretching. (laughs) Her information secondhand Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. I think Jim's going to join us as a guest next week so you can kind of get the down low on Jim Gossett. I've I've worked with him for years before uh, doing the nationally syndicated radio program. He's a really, really, really 
talented guy. So let's go to uh, Steve in Edgewater, Maryland. Hello there, Steve. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, thank you, Rob. Three points about abortion when people ask me about it. Yes. Number one, nobody wins. No. When a baby appears in the womb and people don't want it, nobody wins. No. Number two, um, that's between them and God. No. They can answer that. And number three, I really don't want to pay for somebody's irresponsible lifestyle. And that's all I have to say. All right, thanks for the phone call. Um, you kind of are, actually, because they give out free condoms in high schools everywhere. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly no tax money should be spent on it. But, you know, they're, Kamala Harris and, uh, and uh, what, uh, what was it, HHS Secretary Becerra said that they want to pay for women's transportation and presumably for the abortion services in other states. And uh, uh, BS, I'm going to cry gigantic BS on that. By gigantic uh, BS. Oh, by the way, uh, the driver of the Texas migrant truck where 53 people died baked to death was high on meth. And the reason why these people are streaming across the border is because of policy. End of discussion. It's because of policy. Donald Trump had it under control. We all knew he had it under control. It's in, in its fault or all to insist otherwise. And I, honestly, I'm just tired of having this debate, dear God in heaven. Just look at the damn statistics. But 53 people baked to death. I don't know if you heard this yesterday. Um, it looks like uh, people who escaped alive, smugglers had covered the scent of the people with steak seasoning. I wish I were kidding. I guess to throw the dogs off. Border Patrol is on pace to make more than 2,000 migrant arrests this year after agents tallied a record 1.73 million arrests at the border in 2021. This is an indignity that you are being served. Death incidents have skyrocketed since, uh, skyrocketed since Biden took office. The number of migrant fatalities reported in 2021, more than doubling those recorded in 2020. CPB uh, reported 557 migrant deaths along the border in 2021. Two men were released from jail after being caught with 150,000 illegal fentanyl pills. Enough to kill millions of people. Now, I want you to think about this. Because uh, ricin is a uh, poisonous substance. Um, and if enough ricin was sneaked into the country to kill 100 or, you know, a million people. That would be a gigantic threat of terrorism. Or if somebody sneaked in enough sarin gas to kill millions of people, the world would be upside down. We already know that drug ODs last year of American citizens, 107,000 of them, Jose Zendejas, 25, Benito, Madrigal, 19, arrested after being caught with 150,000 fentanyl pills. They were released. They were released. Tulane uh, Sheriff's Office issued an update Monday announcing the two had been released from custody a day after their arrest on Saturday following a court order. Sheriff Mike Boudreau strongly disagrees with the order to release the two men, arguing it is a public safety issue. He had no say in the court order and was forced to comply.
This, my friends, was another indignity. And people are dying. It's not flying into a trade center. Only 3,000 people died then. Of course, I'm not meaning to take that lightly, but you understand the comparison. To bring into this country so something that is so deadly as to have caused 107,000 deaths last year. Kids finding fentanyl pills that are disguised as something else. Maybe an ADD med. Taking this pill and dying from it. It's happening all over the place. These guys were released from jail. Unbelievable. I've got another story I want to share with you, but we do have to take a break. It's uh, about uh, the trail of death that has been caused by um, illegals. And uh, your phone calls as well, 800-922-6680. Don, you hold on. You will be next, my brother. This is a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Carson Show, uh, last um, half hour of the show, just uh, got this um, overwhelming and growing majority of Americans say the U.S. is headed in the wrong direction, including nearly 8 in 10 Democrats. What? 85% of U.S. adults say the country's on the wrong track. 79% describe the economy as poor. As poor. So, what do you suppose the January 6th hearing and the abortion debate are going to mean to people going to the polls in November. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Let's go to uh, Don in Salinas, California, home of KSCO Radio. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Well, I I wanted to let you know this last meeting of the January 6th was all Trump's fault committee. Yes. It completely insulted my intelligence. You know, first they held this emergency meeting on a primary election day, hoping to turn uh, people away from mega candidates, number one. Number two, their so-called bombshell witness only witnessed other people telling stories. But they must be true because her desk is on the same floor as the Oval Office. (laughs) We even have a map to show you. I mean, I cannot believe the stupidity that they think that how stupid they think we are this is it's this is uh, completely yes don it's like they almost don't think that anybody will try to find the truth you know <laughs> it's just, it's really amazing yeah. and i think it's because it, they got used to everything being censored by uh big social media everything being censored by the mainstream media everything being censored by the democrat party and swamp republicans and uh, I, they think, I guess they think they still, still have command and control of, of information, and they, and they do, but uh, the ridiculousness of their witnesses and their testimony and this and hearing gets well, out. The, the, the patheticness of the fake news, this, this story of Trump reaching over and commandeering the, the beast, you know, like a 73-year-old man can leap eight feet over over uh, Secret Service men and grab and fight for the wheel and, and all this stuff. Uh, yeah. And then the, the Secret Service immediately comes out and says, this is fake news. 
But that doesn't stop them from saying it over and over and over again. I mean, talk about, it insults your intelligence. It oh, does. Rob, and, can, I, and, can I quick say, say one thing to you? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, there's a song, Bobby yeah. Bear, God Bless America Again, okay. that I think needs to be the theme song for what's going on. If you, I don't know if you've ever heard that song before, but, but God bless America again. God bless America again by Bobby Bear. Okay. It, it it puts everything in perspective for you. It's a corny okay. old song, but when you hear it, you're going to know this okay. is what's happening in America right now with the Supreme Court and all this stuff going on. God bless America again by Bobby Bear will bring a tear to your eye. All right, brother. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. By the way, Trump endorsed candidates remain on fuego. After going perfect 12-0 and 0 last night. And I just want to mention real quick, uh, Lee Zeldin in New York is the gubernatorial candidate, and I, and I wish him the best. My candidate, because I know him, is Andrew Giuliani. And uh, Andrew had a, uh, an, a, an uphill battle. One great thing about Andrew Giuliani, he's a 35-year-old dude. Um, so he's a very young man. Uh, he also he uh, is the beginning of his uh, political career. I thought he did a fine job uh, during the campaign in New York against uh, big odds and big money. And and he may not have gotten this one, but uh, you'll see Andrew Giuliani. You will see Andrew Giuliani. And uh, I just thought he did a I thought he did a very good job. Um, really, really. Um, putting into words what's on people's minds, the issues that matter to people in the state of New York. So here, here, Mr. Giuliani, you're a good man. Uh, anyway, candidates endorsed by uh, Donald Trump stayed red hot, 12-0. and 0. Colorado, Lauren Boebert kicked some booty. She did her speech last night with a sidearm. God, she kicks butt. Don Corum uh, also was the uh, challenger there. Uh, she took home 52% uh, of the vote. Four, but she's a psycho and she's a radical and all that. No, not really. All four candidates who were in Trump's nod in Illinois took home the nominations with uh, State Senate uh, Senator Darren Bailey securing the GOP nomination, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Trump endorsed candidates Oklahoma. Governor uh, Kevin Stitt won the nomination for governor, 70% of the vote. Uh, there um, and others also. Uh, last week, Trump Republicans were able to, in both Virginia and Alabama, uh, run and win. Uh, but they ran into trouble in uh, Georgia as two candidates were unsuccessful in their runoff races. The reason being is uh, open primaries and Stacey Abrams. That's all you need to know. Look at the special election for the two Senate seats out of uh, Georgia. You'll see the same chicanery and BS. Previous week, candidates, the 45th president's backing, went 12-1 and in South Carolina, Nevada, North Dakota, which followed another perfect night where all 17 Trump Republicans earned nominations in California, Iowa, Mississippi, Montana, New Jersey, and South Dakota on June 7th. So there you go. Trump was perfect in the picks yet again on May the 24th. Primaries in Alabama and Arkansas, as well as Texas runoffs. All 22 Trump-backed candidates secured nominations in Ohio and Indiana on May the 2nd, including J.D. Vance, who wrote a late endorsement to victory. So if you think uh, 45's over, um, you're high. Let's go to Becca. Becca in uh, Coffeyville, Kansas, a state where I actually make my home as well. Hello there, Becca. What's on your mind today? Well, number one, I want to thank you, for starters, for giving this truck driver something to listen to that's smart on a run. And number two, I want to talk about the abortion, Roe v. Wade. Please. And how it, everybody's going after Clarence Thomas. Yep. Okay. Is Hillary Clinton, right? Clarence Thomas 
all I've heard about him was good things. So why don't Hillary and Bill go back to wherever they came from, put back on their little black face, and ignore the abortion? Yeah. Yeah, it's... You know, the the thing about the uh, um, the entire abortion issue is uh, this is going to run out of gas, um, you know, probably sooner than you will. And God bless you if you have to fill up your tank right now. Uh, but this is going to run out of, of gas before November. The Democrats were laying everything on the line. And, and if they if they thought abortion was the issue, the issue, the issue, then this January 6th thing wouldn't have happened yesterday. Uh, you know, right. they're just grasping at straws. They're dying like movie vampires. That's what I like to say. They're dying like movie vampires. They class of 1968. They're getting, uh, sorry for the expression, curb stomped in every way, shape or form. And they're, they're lashing out. They're doing irrational things like calling the hearing yesterday on a primary day with a witness that was easily disputed. It's, it's really sad and pathetic. Now, Becca, you say you're a truck driver? Yes, sir. What are you, you long haul? I actually am regional. I haul the cement that is for road construction and stuff and the big bulk tanks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a five foot to 140 something person that goes every day, even though all these democratic prices are smacking me in the face. What's it costing you? What's it costing you or your company to fill up back every time you go? And what do you drive? You do you drive a uh, uh, like a uh, you got a sleeper cab? You got a you know obviously you don't have a, a reefer, but you're you're hauling uh, concrete. Uh, what's your what's your fuel cost? What have they gone to? Well, let me put it this way: I just put in sixty gallons into my tank just to top it off, yeah. and it was over six hundred bucks. You just topped it off, jeez. Yeah, I just popped it off. What's this? What's this doing to your life personally, Becca? How's this impacting the rest of your life? Uh, if something don't change, I'll be paying to work for the company instead of the company paying me to work for them. Wow, that's un- unbelievable. How about groceries? How about the the thought of maybe a vacation? Uh, how's that all going? That's <laughs> gone. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got to worry about my 13 grandchildren before I worry about taking my vacation time. You know, Becca, if I would have heard yesterday that you were in the beast and you went through the window and grabbed the steering wheel, I would have believed that. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I'm the one that pushed President Trump. Just joking. <laughs> All right, Becca. God bless you. And uh, bless thanks. You. Thanks for doing what you do. I appreciate it. All right. <clears throat> I just want to share this real quick. This is a piece that I uh, I wanted to share with you about our southern border. And, and um, you know, a lot of times conservatives were thought of heartless, heartless, heartless. We don't care about the human cost of immigration and all that stuff. But there's a reason why people are coming here by the millions, and it's policy. That's why. They know that they're going to be able to get in the country. They're going to be able to be bussed or flown wherever they want in the country. They're going to be able to stay. Ryan Weatherspoon was on the way to check a windmill on his ranch last year. He stopped by. He noticed buzzards. This is in Texas, in Sino, Texas. Mr. Mr. Weatherspoon saw the body of a man on the grass. The man was on his back, his head resting on a tree branch, and his right arm touching a water jug. He carried religious beads, probably prayed the rosary before he died, and a vehicle registration card from El Salvador for a 1979 Datsun. 
Mr. Weatherston, 35, manages an 8,600-acre ranch in Brooks County. Eight bodies or sets of remains have been found on the ranch in the last five years. Mr. Weatherston recalled the body that appeared to be standing up because it had been propped up against a tree in the, the one they spotted from a helicopter during a game survey. It's not what I'm signed up for, he said. In a harsh yet tranquil landscape of cactus, mesquite trees, and sandy cattle trails, the kind of unseen ghastliness plays out along the border. The bodies of immigrants have been eaten and pulled apart by vultures, feral hogs, and other creatures. On a recent afternoon, Mr. Weatherston drove to the thick grass where he found the body of a Salvadoran man. The long branch the man's head rested on is still there, but the gallon jug left behind by the authorities was gone. Mr. Weatherston said uh, he had seen the jug recently. Another migrant walking through most likely found it and took it. It was 2.25 p.m. when the body of Isabel Cruz Cueto, 30, was found on a ranch here in June 1st of 2016 in Falfurrias, Texas. His head rested on a plaid, plaid blanket at the base of a tree. His birth certificate from Chiapas, Mexico, was folded neatly in his wallet. Around 4.45, a second body was reported in another ranch about 13 miles away. Juan Guzman Perez died of hyperthermia, a heat-related illness, as did Mr. Cueto. The two men were far from the border, 80 miles north of it. March, in March, immigrants came upon scattered bones as they hiked through a ranch. They picked up the bones, assembled the stranger's skeleton, and continued on. The migrants are in perpetual transit. They pay guides known as coyotes who escort them across the Rio Grande into Texas, crowd them into stash houses or tractor trailers near the border. They are driven to remote areas closer to checkpoints, drop them off, and their trek begins on foot. Last January, a woman who died of dehydration and hyperthermia was found wearing a trash bag to stay warm and dry. Forensic anthropologists and college students were digging at Sacred Heart Cemetery here in May of 2013 when they noticed something unusual, the outline of a coffee, coffin that was smaller than others. The team from the University of Indianapolis realized the outline was not a coffin at all. It was a milk crate. Someone had buried an unidentified migrant in a milk crate, wrapped it in a red biohazard bag. Inside the littlest crate were skeletal remains, a cranium, ribs, and other bones, and a red bandana. That's the human cost of it. That's the human cost of what the uh, jackass in chief is doing. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's The Rob Carson Show. God bless America again. If I'm going to listen to country, this is what I like right here. You see all the trouble that she's This is Bobby Bear, God Bless America Again. Wash her pretty face, dry her eyes and then. God Bless America Again. All right, I appreciate the suggestion. That's And like I said, that's the kind of uh, country I like. I like twangy country. I like old country if I'm going to listen to it. And it's because my mom and dad, they used to go honky-tonking. That's what they called it, you know, when I was a little kid. And they take us, like, to the Crescent Inn in Crescent, Iowa. 
that was what was on the juice bo- jukebox. <laughs> that kind of stuff. I love it. I think it's great. <sighs> All right. Get a Red Baron pizza from behind the bar. It's one of those bars they'd, they'd have the pickled eggs. I always liked those. I always loved them. <laughs> the pickled eggs. The pink pickled eggs behind the bar. Pickled sausage. Stuff like that. It's, uh, it's awesome. All right, I, I want to switch subjects here real quick. Just switch subjects real quick. You know, um, the Center for Disease Control and Convent- Co- Prevention uh, was exposed for using highly misleading information when presenting the vaccine advisory cam uh, panel that approved the COVID-19 vaccine for kids. Did you know that? Did you notice that uh, as soon as... Uh, uh, the CDC director came out with the joyous news from the mountaintop where the great leader resides that little babies would be able to get the vaccine that uh, we've heard nothing about it since then. Nothing about it at all. Well, the study that uh, approved the, uh, the vaccine for little kids who don't need it uh, drew a data from the National Center for uh, Health Statistics, which calculates COVID-19 deaths using any death certificate on which COVID-19 is mentioned, not just cases where it was the primary reason for death. They've done that from day one. NCHS data in the study says there have been 1,433 pediatric COVID-19 deaths uh, through April 30, 2022, but the CDC's own uh, data, which counts only deaths where COVID-19 was the leading cause, reported 1,000 pediatric pediatric deaths during the same period that's a variation of 25 percent and they also included 18 and 19 year olds so why in the hell is sesame street putting out i mean stalinist propaganda like this now daddy has super duper bandages just like elmo now this is elmo with his dad uh, clearly, Elmo wasn't aborted, um, and his dad didn't use some sort of contraceptive. But here is uh, Elmo, his dad sitting there, and he's got Band-Aids all over him for some reason. Must have got several jabs like, uh, like Anthony Fauci. <laughs> you were super-duper today, getting your COVID vaccine, Elmo. Yeah, there was a little pinch, but it was okay. Elmo was really glad to have Daddy and Baby David there with him. Baby David, uh, where are you? Thanks for being there, Dad, but I think I will skip your proctology exam. I had a lot of questions about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Was it safe? Was it the right decision? I ta- Was I going to get paid to talk about this on uh, Sesame Street? Talk to our pediatrician so I could make the right choice. <laughs> I learned that Elmo getting vaccinated is the best way. We want to change your name to Jab Me Elbow. How's that sound, Elmo? <laughs> To keep himself, our friends, neighbors, and everyone else healthy and in... Elmo's heart is racing. <laughs> Join the things they love. Oh, Daddy. Oh. Elmo has myocarditis. <laughs> Elmo and baby David have a question. Oh. Elmo's blood pressure is going through the roof. <laughs> have a hug. Oh, come here, son. Oh, Elmo loves you, Daddy. I love Well, is the, the vaccine keep Elmo from getting the, the, the disease? Uh, no, Elmo, it doesn't. I know that originally they said it would, but you can get just as sick as the other kids. Okay. <laughs> you too. It's okay to have questions about COVID vaccines for your kids. But don't say it out loud because we will find you. Get the latest facts by speaking to your pediatrician or healthcare provider. And definitely don't question the vaccine on social media. No siree. Sunny day. It's time to go away. <clears throat> Sesame Street. Uh, I would say they jumped the shark, but uh, uh, that happened a long time ago. (laughs) Let's take a break, shall we? Back to wrap things up in a second on The Rob Carson Show.
I hear that on uh, Sesame Street today, Snuffleupagus is going in for his colonoscopy. Uh, and Ernie and Bert are going to be there. That's just what I heard uh, after the Elmo getting a, a COVID vaccine, which was necessary, I guess. I guess for some reason that was necessary. But, you know, it's public television. Yeah, I know. We really don't need to fund it anymore. That in public radio. Nope, nope, be nope, be new. Time to say hasta to the uh, public funding of that nonsense until they start representing the other side of the political uh, spectrum instead of just uh, being propagandists for the left. Okay, so that's going to do it for the show today. If you get a chance to check out the podcast, we're doing the whole show. We're editing it down. We're making it tight and right, and we are putting the whole show on the podcast. It's called the Rob Carson Show Podcast, okay? So if you missed anything today, uh, go back and listen. Go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. We're on Spotify, iHeartMedia, and all of those places, the Rob Carson Show Podcast. God bless you, your family, the unborn. And until tomorrow, which is Thursday, do not catch the stupid. See you then.